0: Hello and welcome to the Amateur night. My name is Frances Duncan. I am an author and the founder of the Jane Austen Society of New Zealand. My co-host is my friend Shan. Good evening. And today we're discussing chapter 42 of Mansfield Park by Jane Austen. Mr Crawford's still in Portsmouth. He turns up as the prices are about to go to church. He joins them at church and then joins them for their walk along the ramparts. Is that the correct correct. He realises that Fanny is not in good health that she's been confined too much, and says to her quite clearly as he drops her off at home, I need you to tell my sister in every letter that you are well, because I know you cannot lie, and I'm really concerned for you. He ums and ahs about going home to Norfolk to deal with the situation there, and tries to get Fanny to guide him, and she says, you should know internally what's the best thing to do. She still thinks he's improved, but she is comparing him to the people she's around at the moment, who are not so great, but she hopes that his improvement means that he will realise that he's upsetting her, and stop. Fanny draws a clear comparison between Lady Bertram and Mrs Price. 20 years. It grieved her to the heart to think of the contrast between them, to think that where nature had made so little difference, circumstances should have made so much Mrs Price is younger, but she looks older than Lady Bertram.
1: She's more worn. A, she's had more children. B, she's lived in Portsmouth, which is not a healthy environment in comparison to Mansfield. And of course,
0: she's had a lot more burdens upon her. She's had a very busy life, and pressured. Yes.
1: And money's been short. She has an invalid husband who drinks.
0: Do we know what happened to Mr Price?
1: He's on half pay. He's not out to sea anymore.
0: He is just a mister. He's not a captain or anything, is he? No, he's
1: a lieutenant. He never got past being a lieutenant.
0: He really is quite useless. (laughs) What an awful thing to say.
1: Unlike his son, William, who now has got a patron, he never managed to get a patron. And presumably he didn't have the ambition or he was invalid out before he could really make a difference. Presumably, he was a sort of a dashing lieutenant when Mrs. Price went off with him.
0: She was seduced by the uniform.
1: So we do have a worn and, again, the term slattern comes up, and that... Is not in the term of a slut, as we often tend to think of it is. Well, if you think about things like Coronation Truth, it's the kind of person that would go out to the supermarket with their rollers in, you know, and their floppy slippers and a dressing gown. Now, I'm not saying she's quite that sloppy, because obviously not. For a Sunday, she dresses up and she goes out and loves her Sunday afternoon, strolling around with her acquaintances and friends and complaining about the Portsmouth servants. Not that she does much to improve the Portsmouth servants, but certainly not her own. But yes, she's got that larger family. I mean, in a small house in Portsmouth, the noise, dealing with the arguments all the time over the knife. She's already lost one child and always presumably scraping up money. So yes, she will be more warned. And let's be honest, what does Lady Bertram do but sit on the sofa and write letters as far as we know? But she did seem to... Did she dance at the ball, or did she just look decorative?
0: I don't recall her dancing. I'm sure she was very decorative, though.
1: And she would have only been, presumably, in her mid-40s.
0: What strikes me is this is the only time in the week that Mrs Price actually seems to leave the house. I know. Does she go to the shops at all, or does, is that all done by
1: Rebecca? I Rebecca would do it. And the, and the children, girls. the girls.
0: Being so confined in that house sounds terrible. Fanny's also very happy to be outside, and she and Mr. Crawford, it's really lovely. Like, they're enjoying the same things about nature. Considering he was not Edmund, Fanny could not but allow that he was sufficiently open to the charms of nature and very well able to express his admiration. He's not Edmund, but he's a good substitute.
1: Yes, and you can't help but think, you know, what if they'd never done the play? How things could have been different? He is being persistent and also caring. Yes, he could say he's still being selfish, but he's a young man who's used to thinking of himself, but he's also very aware that she's not comfortable, that it's not doing her health any good. While he's courting her. He's not pushing her. She's only, I think, overly sensitive about it, wishing he would go away. But this chapter, I think, you see what could have been She would have made a good Mrs Crawford, but he is trying to be a good man.
0: He is aware that her present residence could not be comfortable and notices that she had lost ground as to health since her being in Portsmouth and he even says to her, I know Mansfield Park's faults towards you.
1: So he's always been aware of Mrs Norris particularly and Lady Bertram basically taking her for granted.
0: I was getting really emotional reading his speeches to her. I could actually feel him getting upset about the situation that she was in and that she might get left there forgotten and how bad it's going to be for her. Mm. And he says to her, you have to positively say in every letter to Mary, I am well. And I know you cannot speak or write a falsehood.
1: He does know her character quite well. He does know that she's a very honest... That's part of the attractive for him, I think, is there is no deception about Fanny.
0: But if he knows her that well, I guess he does know that who he is is not acceptable to her. That's why he's change That's changing. why he's
1: trying to change. He has to see her to be able to demonstrate his behaviour is changing.
0: Because he talks about his agent, the mischief such a man does on an estate both as to the credit of his employer and the welfare of the poor. He's trying to be good. And he asks her advice and she says, you know very well what is right. When you give me your opinion, I always know what is right. Your judgment is my rule of right. And she pushes this back on him. We have all a better guide in ourselves if we would attend to it than any other person can be.
1: And that potentially, I think, is foreboding or forewarning. Presumably he's been used to just doing what he likes, you know, not necessarily taking the care of his estate as much as he should do. Presumably he's been used to taking advice from the Admiral about his ordinary life, but his Admiral won't be in a position to be able to advise him on estate management. He's actually acknowledging her superiority in this space, that she actually does understand what's required to manage and run a good estate. You know, that's actually very mature of him, recognising her advice is truly worthwhile. But what she's saying is that you need to know these things for yourself. Can he
0: ever really be a good person then if he doesn't have this internal motivation?
1: That's potentially the message I think we're getting here. It's rather like, does he need to be told what is right? Because he doesn't understand. He's too easily swayed. By the situation or other people around him. It's not that he's a weak man per se but maybe he needs that second opinion all the time.
0: I'm still wondering if he's manipulating the situation to his advantage or whether he's being polite. He says that he can't come to dinner, he pretends to be waited for elsewhere. Is that him just being polite or is that him manipulating the situation? And then Somehow he ends up between the Miss prices. I think
1: that's what any woody courting would do. You'd try to get between the pair of them, would you not? You, so you've got both of them on the other side. So you've got Susan on one side and her on the other side. It's manipulative, but I don't see it any more than actually what any courting young gentleman would want to do.
0: But see, it also seems like the polite thing to do. They're the other two young ladies. It could have been quite easy for him to have just escorted
1: Fanny, and ignored susan that would have been seen as perfectly reasonable
0: and presumably mrs price is too busy talking to her acquaintances to notice or, or so, to you know, so susan to would have her. had
1: to have stood behind him and escorted the other children
0: it is quite a positive gesture fanny's thoughts on it are quite funny she did not know how to prevent or put an end to it It had already happened and Wouldn't she's it? like how do i prevent this thing Oh no, how do I stop it?
1: Because she doesn't want to raise expectations again. She doesn't want to be seen to be looking as if she's changing her mind. Now, we could say here that she's actually demonstrating a certain amount of obstinacy and pig-headedness. I wonder if he ever sat down and apologised for his poor behaviour during the play. Because when he did talk about it a little bit, it was more about, it was a bit of fun and they took it too far. But if he actually said, yeah, actually, I wasn't wrong. This was inappropriate. Obviously once Mariah was engaged, it behoved me to stand back and not be, you know, if he'd actually acknowledged that he was being naughty, would she have been able to forgive him for acknowledging his bad behaviour? Because he doesn't really acknowledge it in that, anywhere.
0: And he may not realise it's a bad thing unless she points it out. Like he's saying, yes. he needs her to be his conscience. What should he do? Maybe he will not realise that that's a bad thing until she says this is why I don't like you, because you behave this way, and him go, oh, now I know that's a bad thing.
1: I know, and unfortunately, you see, because he's influenced by the likes of Mary and the Admiral, and even Mrs. Grant, he's never had to think about people or women in less fortunate positions,
0: the impression. It's all still a game. He is a flawed character. He's not a Wickham character. He's not trying to marry anyone for their money or trying to seduce young girls, because let's be fair, Wickham was grooming young girls. Yes. And that's very objectionable. Yes. So he would have been, what, 27 when he basically
1: tried to seduce Georgiana at 15. Oh, that's so gross.
0: And people are like, it was fine at the time. It was actually still quite young to marry.
1: But actually it was fine at the time. The legal age of marriage, I think, was 14.
0: The legal age of marriage in New Zealand is 16. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that it's okay for a 25-year-old to be dating a 16-year-old. But I liked older men
1: when I was that age.
0: I know, but the older men shouldn't be liking you. It's on them to go, this is kind of gross.
1: I know, but as you get older, the it's age exactly. gap diminishes. That's an important thing to think on. 12 years, 15 years from a 16-year-old is quite different even from a 20-year-old or a 24-year-old. There's still... Uh,
0: consequences i
1: think, things, I think when it? you hit
0: like 25 or 26 then you can start dating people significantly older than you but before that age you're too young to be dating anyone older than you really mm. Other than a year or two maybe mm. mr crawford leaves and fanny's quite down he's the first civilized
1: conversation she's had in a month
0: and he's somebody of the nature of a friend
1: and understands her hard, he actually has okay. acknowledged that her health has diminished. That must have been quite an eye for her, that he knew her well enough to realise that she was not thriving there.
0: She was being starved, both body and mind, into a yes, much juster value for Mr Crawford's good company and good fortune. I mean, they talk about Rebecca's cooking and the plates,
1: not nothing being clean. So she's not eating.
0: Which, if Sir Thomas had known, he would probably have feared to push his experiment further, lest she might die under the cure.
1: She's been here a month. The intention is for her to be there two months.
0: She's thinking about Mr Crawford and not considering in how different a circle she had been just seeing him, nor how much might be owing to contrast. She's quite persuaded of his being astonishingly more gentle and regardful of others than formerly, but Jane Austen's pointing out Maybe he's pretty much the same, but you're seeing him in a different context and going, he's actually not bad. Mm, It
1: could well be. Certainly in terms of his manners and his bearing and everything, he's streets ahead.
0: And he could save her. He wants to save her from this. That is still actually a very positive
1: thing. Because for all she's related to Sir Thomas, this is her family. And yet he's still prepared to be seen and to marry her. Of no advantage to him. It's all Fanny.
0: Which is kind of lovely that he cares about her for who she is. Not for her situation. No. Not for her money that she could bring because she can't bring any. She can't bring status or money. She takes his change a little bit far though in her head thinking that... Surely he couldn't much longer persevere in a pursuit so distressing to her.
1: peistic,
0: is isn't she? But also she's not pointing out to him how distressing it is to her? No, I don't want a victim blame. I feel like I'm probably going to, but she's not pushing him away at this point. She's actually glad to see him, and he is behaving really well. It makes it difficult. Is she encouraging him? No, but it's a really difficult pr- situation. Here's a guy she's rejected, and could it be that he turns up and says, I want to maintain friends, and she's like, that's cool. But would her continuing to be friends with him be seen as leading him on in some way? Whatever she does, she's going to be the bad guy. She's either leading him on by continuing to be friends with him, or she's completely heartless by saying, we can't be friends.
1: It is a tricky choice, isn't it? In today's times, what we could say is, you know, I don't want to be a partner to you. It's that terrible line is, you know, but we can still be friends. The reality is under a situation like that, the only thing you can opt for that person is, I think we need to have some space.
0: Oh yeah, immediately transitioning to friends, not a go. If you're like, I would genuinely like to keep you in my life how about in a month or so we see how we're feeling and if we want to transition this relationship to friends. But you need to have that space before you transition.
1: But it's also actually that individual, the one who's got the attachment, is the one that needs the space. Because without that space, their expectations or their desires or their wishful thinking will always want for more. I think it's actually an unfair burden it's very hard because I've been in both sides of the situation. But I do think from an honest perspective, you have to say, is, I don't dislike you, but I don't think we should be seeing each other for three months, six months. I think you need time to, A, get over the relationship and give yourself an opportunity to meet new people. You can't do that if you rely on me. It was a tricky chapter because, you know, after all, uh, he's not worthy of her is coming across quite positively in this chapter
0: and that is our summary of chapter 42 of mansfield park by jane austen my name is francis duncan you can find me at francisduncanwrites.com and on twitter at francis underscore duncan thank you for listening and we wish you happy reading just popping back in to let you guys know that we have merch now i haven't actually got merch with my face on it That seems a little weird to me, but if you really want it, let me know and I'll do that. There's merch of the Jane Austen Society of Aotearoa, New Zealand's logo, uh, some Jane Austen merch and some Pride and Prejudice, heavily pride focused merch too. It's on Redbubble and the link is in the notes. Happy buying!